0: All right, I got a story to share. Wait, wait, we'll hold on. I really do. Someone else is going to feed me up. Someone's going to feed my All right, so a good downtown drinking story. So like in college, you know, when you turn 21, you usually have like a cluster of people that would take you out, get you good and hammered, and then make sure you got home in one piece. So when it was your turn, you know, you would take the, the noobs out, get them good and hammered, and then... Take them home. Make sure they got home in one piece. So uh, there's this guy we knew from the from college named Kent, and he was this kind of freak stoner. I don't wannabe poser, but you know he's he's one of our drinking buddies. You he's know Sounding vaguely familiar. So anyways, me and my buddy Gabe uh, take him downtown, and I want to say it was like in, it was right around December, like after Christmas, before New Year's. So basically, in the middle of the week, so basically his downtown was dead. So me and Gabe just walked around to different bars, taking them the usual spots you go get free shots for your birthday, and he just proceeded to get good and hammered. But the the pinnacle of the night, or perhaps the low point of the night, was we go to the, the Country and Western Bar in downtown La Crosse, and we go in there, and Kent's good and hammered and obnoxious by this point. There's these two old fat hillbillies sitting at the bar just nursing drinks. And Kent walks in and is like, Yeah, it's my birthday. I want my free drink. And the hillbilly guys are like, Yeah, free drink. We got a good idea. Give him a shot of wild turkey. Huh, 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 huh. So Kent's like, Yeah, hey, wild turkey. Whatever. I'll take it. Yep. There has never been a good night. Or story that has started with wild turkey, woohoo, ever. True. So, anyways, um, I, I still remember this vividly, almost like it happened in slow motion. Ken takes a shot of wild turkey, puts it up to his mouth, knocks it back, and he starts to pull it away, and I see spittle hanging off his lip to the shotgun gl- shot glass, and I'm like, oh, spittle. Here it, comes. Here it comes. So I grab him by the shoulder, and I launch him out the front door because I know it's coming. As soon as he gets across the threshold, rawr, all over the street. We're like, yep, night's over, we're done. So his his car is like, it's up by the um, the live music bar. So we got to walk about five, six blocks to get up there. And so he proceeds to throw up again on the street and, like, screw this. So we take him into the, through an alley by the pizza place, cut through the alley. He horks in the alley a couple times. We get closer to, like, the bar where his car is parked. And so we, we get in there, and he basically bolts for the bathroom. And then me and Gabe sit at the bar and have a drink. Cause, you know, we're trying to, we want to enjoy ourselves a little bit. Finally, Kent comes out just glassy-eyed and freaky-deaky looking. And he's like, I, I, I'm done, guys, I'm all done. Ah. And like, I look at Gabe was like, all right, we finish our beers. We throw him in the back of his car and he drove a fucking grocery getter he got from his parents. It's like a Ford Taurus grocery getter. So we throw him in the back. We take him back to his house. And I just crashed there in the couch because Gabe Givler, too. And we basically wait for Kent to kind of walk in under his own power. We assume he's not going to choke to death because he'd already thrown everything else up. But then he finally comes in and basically just collapses in his room. I'm like, oh, our job is done. Then we find out the next morning that he had thrown up again in the back of his own car. And that's a wrap.